We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Spins away, baseline shot, Shea puts it in, and walks it off in OKC. Giddy keeps it himself and takes it up as he glides with the finger roll. What is up and welcome to the Uncontested Podcast post-game edition. I'm your host for tonight, Jacob Niffin. As the Thunder lose to the Clippers, 105-127. You can't win them all. They win the season series 3-1, to one, own the tiebreaker if it comes to that, but lose to the Clippers tonight, 105-127. We are proudly part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and DailyThunder.com. If you don't already, please be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a five-star rating, or you could be like Homeboy a few days ago who left us a three-star rating and his review for the podcast was and i quote it's better than nothing i would agree we are better than nothing i don't know maybe nothing would be better who knows i'm just some idiot with a microphone you can also find us on twitter instagram youtube facebook and tiktok if you haven't already i would encourage you to follow us on your favorite social media platforms and i would also encourage you to sub to the youtube channel We are live after every Thunder game. We are live every Sunday night at 9 p.m. And we'll even be live for these playoff host games. They are going to be insane if they make the playoffs. I feel pretty confident they will make the play in. Once again, the Thunder dropped this one to the L.A. Clippers 105-127. to As usual on the uncontested postgame show. I have some big takeaways, so we'll touch on those. Then we'll go through some notes from the game tonight uh, in case you want to relive this one or if you missed watching the game because you're a normal human being that doesn't stay up till midnight watching NBA basketball and you just want the quick recap, I got you. Then we'll break down some of the takeaways I had a little more in depth. We'll hit some questions from the chat because the degenerates are out once again. Not as many after a win at midnight as there is, uh, not as many after a loss at midnight as there is after a win, but it's cool. 
We love each and every one of you guys. Love all the, the chat going on right now. So keep those questions and comments coming. And then we will get in and out of here because we got another one in 24 hours. So, all right. My takeaways from this Thunder versus Clippers game. Number one, Dort giveth, Dort taketh away. That is my attempt uh, at the Old Testament, folks. Takeaway number two is fouls. You shouldn't do them. Number three, Kawhi bounce back. And number four, role players, more like NPCs. That's a a deep role-playing game dive for you guys. This one's at midnight. I'm tired. We may get off the rails a little bit, folks. First, let's talk about how this game progressed. If you've listened to any of my post games before, you know that my style is I typically take notes during the game. Sometimes I get too wrapped up in the game and I forget to write down some notes. Uh, But I got some pretty good notes tonight. So we're just going to kind of go through these quarter by quarter uh, as the game progresses. Here we go. First quarter, my first note is, interestingly enough, the Thunder started with Lou Dort on Russell Westbrook and J-Dub on Kawhi Leonard. Obviously, like they like the size of J-Dub on Kawhi. Great learning experience for Dub. Uh, thought maybe they would start with Dort on Kawhi just because of how well he played him on that last possession last game. Did not happen. Um, and my second note, which I felt like kind of became a theme first quarter and third quarter that kind of got Kawhi into a groove. Uh, the Clippers would run where Kawhi Leonard would have the ball with J-Dub on him. They would bring Zubat up for a screen. Um, Kawhi would dribble around the screen. J-Dub would fight over the top. And J-Will, in that screen and roll action, uh, as he tends to do, uh, drops very deep. And it let Kawhi get into that little 15-foot like free throw line extended mid-range and pull up and really find a rhythm early. I think Kawhi was just going to play really good tonight anyways, but I felt like they let him get in a rhythm early because of the style of pick-and-roll coverage. Um, that's nothing against Jay will I think Jay will is a wonderful player. I just, he's got it. That That's, to me, that's one of the biggest places Jay will can grow is being a more aggressive pick-and-roll defender uh, because right now he struggles a bit uh, with his deep drops. Oh, excuse me. And that really hurts the Thunder. Uh, I noted that Giddy was really good at the start of the game and that Russ seems to take the SGA matchup personally. I think Russ is upset that there is a new Thunder player. Uh, I mean, you got to think about it. when Russ left. There hasn't been anyone like Shea since Russ left. There hasn't been anyone like Russ since Russ left. Uh, Shea is making that push. And uh, maybe Russ is upset that there's another GOAT point guard in OKC uh, that doesn't wear number zero. Kawhi was unstoppable. And I noted that we had some Sarich minutes to close the quarter. After not seeing him in the first matchup, the Thunder are down seven points after the first. Then we head into the second quarter with an interesting lineup. It was Dub, J-Dub, Aaron Wiggins, Isaiah Joe, Usman Jang, and Dario Saric. Uh, an all-bench lineup where J-Dub is essentially playing the point guard. Uh, 
I don't know how many minutes. Oh my goodness, I'm tired. I don't know how many minutes that lineup has played together. It doesn't feel like a lot. Uh, and with nine minutes left to go in the second quarter, so 15 minutes into the game, the Thunder had played 12 guys, including Jeremiah Robinson Earl, who was not very good. My next note says JRE has been really bad, actively hurting the team offensively. He had, and some people tried to push back on me on Twitter, he had one of the worst layups attempted I have ever seen. Caught the ball on the perimeter, put it on the deck, got right to the front of the rim, basically uncontested. Um, shout out to the podcast. Goes up for a layup and just like misses it by like two feet. I have no clue what was happening. The next possession, he gets the ball, gets in deep, has a nice seal, and then it's just like, he like restarted, like kind of like a computer, like reboots on you when you don't want it to. And it's just like his brain went to mush and he didn't know what to do. He has not been good at all since he returned from the in- injury. Um, I was very surprised he got minutes tonight. Uh, my next note says, and I quote, this game is ugly as shit because it was, it got really ugly in that second quarter. Um, but I thought Shea really made an impact in the second quarter with his defense. One, maybe one of my favorite Shea defensive plays of the year where um, Eric Gordon drives in, uh, thinks he's got a layup, and Shea just reaches in and grabs the ball from him, rips it away, and runs down the other end. A couple possessions later, Shea picks off a Russell Westbrook pass, runs down to the other end. Uh, Shea ended up with, I think, uh, they counted the Gordon one as a block, which is weird because um, it, to me, that's a steal. But he got credited with three blocks and a steal tonight, which was awesome. Mm. I'm struggling, folks. Um, and I'm still very impressed by Jalen Williams, Jay Will's cerebralness. I don't even know if that's a word, but we're rocking it at midnight on Thursday. He had a play tonight. I'm trying to remember who it was he passed to. Uh, second quarter, caught the ball at the top of the key, gave a little head fake, sent his man flying, took a dribble in. So uh, the low man had to step up to him and meet him and then dropped a bounce pass on the back door. It might have been to J-Dub uh, for like a layup or a dunk. Very, very pretty play. Um, J-Will is just, he's a very quick decision maker, very cerebral. That's exactly the types of players that they're drafting and they're, that they're building this team around. thought that was a great play by him. Um, and the Thunder get a couple of big threes to close out the quarter. I thought it was interesting. Giddy only played 11 first half minutes, but the Thunder had it tied up 54-54 at half. After halftime, we come out of the third quarter, and I said Shea is on one to start is on one to start the half. He had a play where Jay Will came up and set a screen. Uh, he snaked the pick and roll. He went around the screen and then immediately cut back in. Uh, to get around uh, Zubots, got Russ in jail, which if you're not like a, a big basketball terminology guy, what that means is he came off the pick and roll. He got in front of his defender and then kind of like sticks his butt out and backs up a little bit to get his defender like physically on his back. That way the guy can't get back around him. So you are playing with an advantage in front of you. Uh, put Russ in jail, went Euro step, took the contact and the floater for the and one. Um, just 
the entire skill package on display for Shea in that possession. Uh, but the Clippers started to get a lot of and ones at the start of this third quarter, and that started to get a little worrisome. Uh, at this point, I noted, noted Dort is one of eight from the field. He has got to find a way to be more efficient on the road. We'll get more Dort here in a second. Uh, 10-0 run from the Clips feels very substantial. OK, still, still only down six. Uh, at one point in the third quarter, it was 76-78 with the Clippers up. Shea, J-Dub, and Josh had 58 of that 76. Just nobody stepped up to help them. Uh, four straight threes for the Clippers to close out the quarter, and it was a 14-4 run. Start of the fourth quarter, we get a Lindy three, and I was like, uh, it actually started a 5-0 Thunder run. A Lindy three, and I forget who had the layup. Uh, there was no Russ and no Kawhi on the floor, and I thought, here we go. They're going to make this thing interesting down the stretch. But Nick Batum, straight out of the retirement home, decided to just absolutely cook. You know he doesn't want to drive, but they gave him the shot, and he made him pay. Um, my final two notes of the game, because I stopped taking notes with about eight minutes left to go. Uh, second to last note says, Jesus Christ. And then the last one says, 19-2 to run. This is over. Sit the good guys. I was correct. It was over. Took them a little longer than I would have liked for them to sit the good guys, but they finally sat Dub, Josh, and Shay. There's your recap. Looks like you guys got some stuff in the comments here, so we are going to get to all of that, I promise. Um, let's get to the takeaways, though. First one of the night is Dort giveth, Dort taketh away. Tuesday night, Dort has the game-winning play. No doubt about it. Locks up Kawhi for like 21 straight seconds. Refuses to switch. Gets Kawhi flustered. Guy can't even get a shot off. There is no question that that play in that moment was incredibly significant. And Lou Dort's defense is awesome. And everybody was hyped after that. And rightfully so. Lou Dort earned that moment. Absolutely earned that moment. But it's night like tonight where Dort takes away from your team. For the evening, Lou Dort shot one of 11 from the field, one of four from three. That means he was zero of seven inside the arc. There were missed layups. At one point, he decided to take back-to-back off-the-dribble mid-range pull-ups with about 13 or 14 seconds left on the shot clock. Dort ends with three points on 11 field goals attempted, six rebounds, two assists, two steals. He has been very bad offensively on the road. At home, he does okay. I would argue that he has been a catalyst to the Thunder winning their last two home games against the Brooklyn Nets and the Phoenix Suns. Lots of timely threes by Dort. In those two games, he probably hit eight threes total. I don't know off the top of my head, but that's got to be pretty close. If you add up games on the road until he's hit eight threes, it's probably been like eight games. And he had two of them. It only took him two games at home. 
he has been really, really bad offensively, especially on the road. And night's not tonight, that kills you. I felt like those two mid-range pull-ups um, were essentially turnovers. They were very bad. Um, you're okay if a guy is taking the right shots, the open shots, and missing them. But some of his decisions, he had this like wild drive where he like tried to jump off two feet from like 10 feet from the basket uh, and do like a, a high arcing finger roll layup over. Uh, it was either one of the, the the two bigs from the Clippers. And just like wildly missed it. The two mid-range pull-ups, the decision-making offensively is just really bad. Really, really bad. Um, so. Dort giveth, Dort taketh away. Tonight he took away. The next one, fouls. You shouldn't do them. When you look at the end of the game today, the foul calls were 20 to 9. The Thunder fouled 20 times. The Clippers fouled 9 times. I felt like the Thunder did foul some guys, but only 9 fouls on the Clippers is very low. Um, when you transfer that over and look at the free throw attempts, the Clippers got 20 free throws. The Thunder got 11. So 9 to 20 on the fouls. The Thunder had double the amount of fouls. And the Thunder had about half as much free throw attempts. So that adds up. 11 free throw attempts for the Thunder tonight. You can't tell me they're like not going to the basket because they're going to the basket. The Thunder took 39 threes tonight. That's a lot but they took 93 shots. Clippers only took 84 shots and they took 37 threes. So Clippers took nine less shots, two less threes. Um, I thought the Thunder were aggressive going to the basket, especially Shea. Uh, when you look at the box score tonight and you look at the free throws, J-Dub took, uh, sorry, that's not J-Dub, that's J-Will took two free throws. Shea took nine free throws. Nobody else took a single free throw. Bit of a problem. The the fouls on the Thunder, the lack thereof on the Clippers, and that free throw discrepancy is large. I felt like the free throw discrepancy Tuesday was pretty large as well, and the Thunder survived that because the Clippers shot so poorly from the free throw line. Um, the Thunder got to get to the line more. It's just that simple. All this is with like a huge caveat. They played Sarge tonight, but besides that, the oldest guy they played was Shea at 24 years old. Um, it just, it, it is what it is. It is what it is. Takeaway number three, Kawhi bounced back. Tuesday, Kawhi played a very bad game. He was very inefficient, and he got absolutely and totally clamped at the end of the game. And it made the rounds. It was all over the news. Like Sports Center, it was all over different social medias. Everybody is talking about it. It's all over podcasts and NBA shows and on YouTube. And maybe Kawhi didn't like getting exposed like that because at the end of the day, Kawhi is uh, is the guy that won the game for the Clippers tonight. The man scored 32 points on 13 of 15 from the field. Three of four from three. Six rebounds, six assists, four steals. He was absurd. I mean, it was 
absolutely automatic. It looked like he was shooting in an open gym. Like it, if you offered me a million dollars, if I went to the open gym and you told me all I had to do was shoot 13 to 15, I am not leaving a millionaire because I cannot do that. Kawhi was doing it on like incredibly tough defense and they weren't like wide open catch and shoot threes. They're like dribble in mid range post up turnarounds. Like he was just, he was Kawhi Leonard tonight. He was awesome. Um, you tip your cap to it. I thought the Thunder played him as tough as they could defensively, minus the J Will dropping on defense on the pick and rolls. Good for Kawhi. I mean, I, I I don't know what else you can say. I'm not gonna like call out and say, like, oh, Dort should have been better defensively. Dub should have been better defensively. Like they worked their asses off. They just couldn't get the stops. Kawhi was on another level. Sometimes you just gotta tip your hat to a guy like that. So good for him. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Lastly, the role players were actually NPCs. So I don't have the stats in front of me. I do have these stats. At the end of the game, the Thunder had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight guys play off the bench. Trey Mann had five points. Those were all in garbage time. Let's remove those. Wiggins had three. Joe had zero. Saar had three. That came on a uh, three-pointer in garbage time. Erase that off the board. Jang had nine. At least four of those were garbage time points. 
Lindy Waters had six. I will count both of his threes before garbage time. Jeremiah Robinson Earl had four. They don't count because he was bad. Lou Dort had three. Jay Will had eight points, nine rebounds, four assists, and two steals. Like, you can't be too upset about that. Just nobody showed up for the Thunder tonight. The role players uh, were NPCs. They were not main characters. Shea, 30. Josh, 18. On 8 of 15 shooting. I thought Josh had a really nice game. J-Dub, what do you know? He went over 50% from the floor, 7 to 12. 50% from 3, 2 of 4. Had 16 points, 3 rebounds, 4 assists. I thought J-Dub played really well. But you had three guys go 13, 18, 16, 13, 30. There we go. 30, 18, 16. The rest of the guys just didn't show up. The Thunder got no contributions elsewhere. And you're not going to win a game on the road like that. Uh, Role players tend to play better at home than they do on the road. Um, This was one where you felt like a guy like Isaiah Joe really could have, like, made a big impact 17 minutes. He played low minute total because he got hurt in the first half, caught a Russell Westbrook elbow, but Oh, a four from the floor, um, zero points. Isaiah Joe minus 30 on the game tonight. Minus 30. That's really bad. Just not their night, but the Thunder have a chance to wipe this slate clean. Because they are back at it in 24 hours. They will play in the Crypto.com arena once again. This time against the Los Angeles Lakers. And one Austin Reeves who may shoot 45 free throws on his own. And that will be a very important game. But they're all important down the stretch. So I want to talk about the standings for a second. uh, Because Thunder fans are very invested in this, rightfully so. The Thunder are now down to the 11th seed after this loss tonight. They went from 8 to 11. Here's where the standings lie. The Clippers are 39 and 35 in fifth place. Feels like that's going to be pretty hard to catch. The Warriors are 38 and 36 in sixth place. And then seventh place, the Wolves, 37 and 37. Dallas, LA Lakers, New Orleans, Oklahoma City. Four teams, all 36 and 37. And then the Jazz are 35 and 37. Feels like the Blazers are out of it. They're at 32 and 40. They have three more losses uh, than the 12th place Utah Jazz. Uh, Don't think they're going to be able to catch up. So four teams are at 36 and 37. One team's at 35 and 37. One team is at 37 and 37. One team is at 38 and 36. The difference from the Utah Jazz at 12 and the Golden State Warriors at six is two games. Two measly games. Now, the positive thing when you look at these standings is when you look at the last 10, the Thunder are 7 and 3 in their last 10. Lakers are 6 and 4. Pelicans and Timberwolves are 5 and 5. 
everyone else is four and six. So when you look at the last roughly three weeks of of data, the Thunder are playing the best out of all of those teams. The Clippers game will be a challenge. But after that, and I've been saying this for a couple of weeks now. Hold on, I got to get a drink. I feel like the end of the season was divided up into three sections. There was the tough section, which was Phoenix, Clippers, Clippers, Lakers. The Thunder are currently 2-1 and one on that stretch. They play the Lakers tomorrow to finish it out. Going 3-1, and one, that would be incredible. Like, before that Phoenix game, we all would have said, Two and two would be awesome. One and three is probably what they do. They're already going to go two and two regardless. They have a chance to go three and one. That would be huge. After that is what I call the easy section. You are at Portland. That's a losable game. You could lose that one. I mean, when you have Dame Lillard, you could lose. But you got to win that game. Portland's bad. At Portland, home against the Hornets. Home against the Rockets on the road against Indiana. Those are four very, very winnable games. Those are four games you're probably going to be favored in. You've got to go take care of business. Now, it's the NBA. Everyone has talent. Like, and some of the matchups are weird. Like, for instance, Portland has Dane. You always got to look out for that. Detroit has every big in the NBA. The Thunder have no bigs. So, kind of interesting. Uh, We'll see how that matchup goes. Maybe we get some more JRE minutes against Detroit. Charlotte has uh, some dudes. That should be a win. And Indiana is actually, like, not that bad. But they may be kind of in tank mode by that time. You can definitely lose any game in the NBA. There's a lot of talent. So saying they should go 4-0, and like, yes, they should. But this is a really young team. They may not go 4-0. and So you got to hope they go like 3-1. and 3-1, and I think, is is acceptable. 4-1 and is awesome. 3-1 and or 4-0 and is awesome. 3-1 and is acceptable and kind of what you expect. Anything below that uh, is, quite frankly, not acceptable. And then you have the end of the season run. That's another four games. That would be at home against the Suns again on a Sunday. That one, my throat is like getting very dry. That home game against the Suns might have Kevin Durant. We don't know yet. Then you go on the road to the Warriors. That's a tough one. You go on the road to the Jazz. Maybe the Jazz are still fighting for a playing spot. And you finish out the season on Easter Sunday, 2.30 p.m. at home against the Memphis Grizzlies. Maybe Memphis is resting, guys, because their seating's already locked up. Maybe Memphis is going hard because the two seat is still on the line. We don't know yet. That's a tough stretch. So, let's say the Thunder lose the Lakers game. Win three of those next four in the easy section. So that would be three and two. And then let's say they split two and two in those last four. Um, so that would be 
seven and four. No, I'm really bad at math. Hold on. Oh, and one. And then they go three and one. So that's three and two. Yeah, three and two. And then if they go two and two, that would be five and four to finish the season. Five and four. So that'd be 41 and 41. We're trying to do math at 1230 a.m., folks. That's not a good plan for me. I think 500 is on the table. That's them losing the Lakers game and then losing three more at the end of the season. Eamon, leave me alone. 43 and 41. I know I'm bad at math. But this team still doesn't have Chet yet, so it's okay. I got to get the Chet comment in. I got you. Big one tomorrow against the Lakers. Feels very pivotal. These two are in the run for a playing spot. The winner of the game tomorrow is uh, the winner of the season series, which would be the tiebreaker. That's really big. So a lot going on here uh, down the stretch. Um, it's going to be a blast. We will see what happens. Tomorrow night, Justin has the post game, so you guys make sure to join in with him and hang out. Uh, and before I get out of here, I'm going to hit some of the comments. Uh, Blue Face Baby says it's his first stream. Thanks for joining us, dude. Uh, Brighton says, hard to win a basketball game when all of the retirement home can't miss a three. The age difference between these two teams is massive. Eamon says the Thunder looked like the youngest team in the league tonight. Could be very fair. Uh, Joseph. Dort's offense and the team was tor- horrible tonight. Yeah, Dort's offense was pretty bad. Pretty, pretty bad. Uh, Super Swag Kid 23. It's an interesting name. Says Dort was a major part in this loss. His inconsistency kills the team. Uh, he was very inconsistent tonight. They really need Dort to find his offense on the road. That would really help. Uh, Brighton says Dub played solid defense tonight. Kawhi just wanted revenge. Poor Dub. The rookie just ugh, very bad. Very bad for him. Uh, just got cooked by Kawhi. But everyone got cooked by Kawhi tonight, so it's okay. Um, Brighton asks, why no Dario? Figured Mark would play him six-man minutes to keep it interesting. That's an interesting one. Uh, the size, the the Clippers two bigs are really, really big, and Dario is like technically a four. He's only like six nine, six eight. Uh, so maybe that's the reason why. Uh, I do like Dario a lot. I, I'm interested. Was that like a one off thing, or do we see that more moving forward? Um, the Clippers, or sorry, the Lakers have some big dudes, including Anthony Davis. So uh, J Dub or J Will, I'm sorry, J Will. Hope you're ready for tomorrow. That's gonna be uh, gonna be wild. My guy Kerry says, it's crazy to look at the standings and know how many of those teams close to us are in purgatory for the upcoming years. Be thankful. Kerry, with some very wise perspective here, when you look at these teams, the Blazers uh, are kind of close. They're going in a very different direction than the Thunder. Um, The Pelicans, like, unless Zion gets healthy, like, what do you do? The Lakers have literally expended all of their assets. The Mavericks are cooked, dude. Like, 
cooked. If Kawhi or not Kawhi, I'm sorry. If Kyrie walks this summer, what do you do? The Warriors are approaching the end of the dynasty. The Clippers like used up all their assets. It, the the hopeful run for the Clippers might be over. When you look at all those teams, Clippers, Warriors, Timberwolves, Mavericks, Lakers, Pelicans, Thunder, Jazz, Blazers. You cannot deny, even though I'm biased and I'm a Thunder fan, you cannot deny that over the next five years, the Thunder have by far the brightest future of all of those teams. By far. Eamon says, no one seems to talk about SGA's defense at all. He's been really good at that end this year. Tonight, he was awesome. I thought he really impacted the game in the first half with his defense. Um, just really, really good stuff. Um, Blueface Baby says, Dort felt bad last game, wanted to let him get the dub this game. Maybe so. Uh, Sutton says, I don't think our confidence is shaken by this game at all. The team knows what they need to do. They'll do it tomorrow against the LeBronless Lake Show. Let's hope so. That's a really big one. Uh, it's going to be really interesting to see. Multiple people saying that AD matchup is going to be difficult. Uh, I can always trust on Eamon to snag some stats for me. Dort versus Phoenix and Brooklyn. 10 of 17 from three. Dort in the two Clippers games. 2 of 12 from three. That'll do it. Uh, people complaining about the refs. I already mentioned them. Um, Blueface Baby says Thunder has 10 less assists tonight. That's also big. Um, everyone's happy I got the Chet mentioned in. You're welcome. I think that's all. I think we got all the comments. Joseph says AD might be out tomorrow. God, that'd be bad for the Lakers. That just means Austin Reeves will shoot 60 free throws. That's all I got for you guys. I got to go to bed. I got work in the morning. You guys are wild animals for still getting on at a 12.30 a.m. post-game show on a work night after a loss. The degenerates are always out. I love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you are listening to the podcast version of this, Go drop that five-star. If you're the guy that left the three-star and said, it's better than nothing, I wish you would have left the five-star and said it was better than nothing. But thank you for saying I'm not completely worthless. I appreciate you. That's sarcasm. Have a good night. Have a good Friday. Enjoy your Friday. We will see you after the Thunder hopefully beat the Lakers on the post-game show. Justin will be here with you guys. Hell, if they win, maybe I'll join Justin. Maybe I'll make Nick join Justin. Maybe I'll make Taylor join Justin. We'll just have a big party if they beat the Lakers. Who knows? Have a great rest of your evening or your morning, I guess. We'll talk to you soon. Until then, and as always, thunder up.